everyone. Thank you for listening to From the Friar. This is Ellie. And this is Leon. Thank you for joining us on another episode. Today we'll be talking about Before the 90 Days as well as Sister Wives. Starting with Before the 90 Days, I thought we were going to witness a murder. I was pretty scared of Gino, but man, he dug a fat hole. Yeah. There's, there is absolutely, how, is this like pretty much the finale? I mean, are we getting there? Cause there's, I mean, where can you go from here? Like this shit is over. I have no idea. That's a good question. I never looked up how many episodes there are. I don't know. It's, it's, I was, I was scared for a lot of parties involved in that. <laughs> Between in that Gino and Jasmine. Yeah. I feel like every couple is finally coming to a boiling point. There's no more, the internet isn't keeping them blind anymore to who their partners are and what different intentions are, I guess. None of these couples have intention to start the 90-day process, except Memphis and Hamza. Yeah. Well, I guess Mike and Jimena. Well, I don't know. Gina was like, I'm trying to put a baby in you. Was he going to propose, though? Has he even talked about that? I can't remember. A lot of the times they'll show when people are packing, oh, this is the ring I got. I can't remember if we had that with Gino. Yeah. He must be proposing because they keep talking about her moving to the U.S., yeah. I can't imagine that came out of nowhere. I am. I was pretty shocked at how this transpired. Okay, the real question. Do we start with Gino and Jasmine or do we leave them till the end? Oh, we gotta leave them till the end. Really? Okay. Mike and Jimena. Mike is going to the restaurant before the dinner to prep for the proposal. There's balloons everywhere. He has approved the cake that has been brought out to him. And my joke was when the waiter asked, how's the cake? Is this okay? He was going to respond with, Te amo. Te amo. I was very scared when he handed the ring off to the waiter. I thought yeah, it wasn't coming was, back. Mm, he was going to come present mm, the ring or have someone present, or excuse know, me, the cake. The way it ended up being presented, he could have easily just gone on a knee and asked. He should have. With he, the ring. There's you no have to need. take the box there out was, of the cake? There's there no need. What are you doing with this frosting box now? I did appreciate he was going above and beyond. Yes, he did a nice, good job. Nice setup, cool view, included the whole family. Even though I'm against that, but she probably liked that. That takes some courage. At this dinner, Mike asks how he's doing since our conversation. And she said, super good. She wants him to keep up the practice while he's in the States. I don't think he will. No? But they seem to be at a really good place before this moment, you know, is is about to happen. Yeah. My God, it changes so much on the next episode. I can't believe it. But we'll talk about that later. What did you think about... Well, okay, first of all, the food, like, everything looked bomb. Like, they, had, yeah. it, it was really good location, good setup. I was giving shit to, to Mike, like, you could have ironed your shirt, but it's, you know, it's okay. It's, uh, it's the details. He is stressed. He can only <clears throat> handle so many tasks. I did like that he spoke kindly of her in Spanish. He did that have a whole a speech planned. Yes. That's, he must have practiced a lot. Which was which is really nice to see, and and you know the family felt warm, you know, warm heart. You know, everyone kind of, was crying. They kind of see how like how much he cares, and everyone's crying. He officially proposes, and she says yes. It was very sweet. Everyone was very happy for them. Everyone gave them their congratulations, welcomed him to the family, and then it was just lots of whispering Teamo to each other. Teamo, Teamo. I'm almost tired of hearing it. What did you think about Mike leaving the day after proposing? Do you think he should have planned it in like the middle of the trip or is this kind of insurance for him so that if it went bad, he's just leaving the next day? So it doesn't it would really be, It would be awkward if she said no and you're like, well, got like five more days here. I would immediately leave. Go to the airport. <laughs> I'll take whatever to get um, out of the country. I think it was okay. I think it was okay. Honestly, she even threw a little slight like she would like to get married ASAP. Why wait? She wants to be together with him. At the airport, it was a very emotional goodbye. She gave him a medallion. It, it looked like a rosary. Mm. Told him it would keep him safe. It is blessed. And I thought that was so sweet. You know, people give a lot of shit to Mike online. Mm. And I think some of it is unwarranted. Yeah, he's not the most refined guy, but there are pieces of shit on this series. On the 90 Day franchise. So Overall, I don't think... He seems like a really nice guy. Yes. I, 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 wasn't, I didn't know that he got a lot of hate online. Ton of hate. Interesting. I don't, I don't agree personally. Maybe because I think... In the plethora of men we've had on 90 Day. And women. He's probably in the middle, if not more on the positive side. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Old girl is kind of growing on me, though, in this moment. I'm like... I know, and then I quickly... She's had a a lot of good scenes in this episode. She was very caring. 
It was a very emotional goodbye. It felt very genuine. So I don't know what happens between now and then the next time on. We'll talk about it, but I really liked the proposal. I thought they were all so sweet to each other, the family. It was great. Then the editing got super weird. We saw last week's segments of Caleb and his friend just thrown into this episode. Did anybody mention that online? People were wondering if it was just on the Discovery Plus version, and then on the live version, it's going to be corrected. Ah, uh, okay. Because we, we didn't even get... Usually you get like a, like a title that says something like, hey, due to something, something, yada, yada, we've removed this individual. Yeah. Some kind of notification, but it didn't seem to have that on Discovery Plus. It was just weird that it was last week's episode. That would be weird filler content for... The streaming service, considering there's no commercials on the streaming service, yeah. so why not just cut it out completely? That I was don't know. very strange. Whereas when it's live, I could see like we still need to fill the time, so but we, I, need add, we need to add time. I think they messed it up, though, because there was a scene that was previewed for this week between Hamza and Memphis that wasn't shown at all on our version of Discovery Plus that we watched. Mm-hmm. So did they just accidentally put in the wrong footage? Maybe, or they've... Yeah, that's weird. Or this is footage they can put of them that they can sort of extend some time to make up for, like, down the road. They must... I don't know. They they're probably scrambling to do something with what transpired. I We're going to have to go back and see if it get, gets edited at some point, just so we can talk about what happens between Memphis and Hamza. Mm-hmm. Weird. Ben and Mahogany? I don't, I don't know if I should keep saying is this as ben? a couple. Ben? Ben, <laughs> ben in Peru? Yes. He's working out at the hotel gym and letting his body take the consequences I, of, I don't, of I his don't actions, know. of his mind's actions. I don't know what that means. Like, why are you, you why are you punishing yourself? It seems like you didn't do anything wrong. What he did wrong was get on that plane. Well. He keeps talking about God leading him to this woman and it's God's plan, but God acted and showed you not to go there. He gave you a real clear, hey, you got this message from this person. This is the second time she's backed out. Uh, do you find Don't it interesting it. that I was like, hey, my, my dad feels like you might have the wrong intentions and I should stay away. A little bit of a red flag. And he said, yeah, forget your dad. God said, um, this is meant to Isn't be. Isn't that so. weird? Isn't that a little <laughs> strange? I still think he's old. That's my theory is, yeah, the dad is younger than Ben. Mahogany still has not texted or called him. And he wrote her a really strange story. He wrote her a very long story. About a runaway train that then got back on the tracks, and then there was dancing, and then people clapping, and then everything was okay? I, I don't know how that relates, honestly. You have flown across oceans to get to this moment, and this individual won't even text you. No. I'm, I'm gone. It's beyond, it's over, dude. I would send a last text, hey, we had some cool messages, don't ever text me again, I wish you the best, goodbye. But the train is already going too fast. Let's just dance. No, thank you. I don't like dancing. Bye. She clearly clearly pumped the brakes on the train. Like, she's not giving you anything. The train has stopped for maintenance. Also, semi-creep vibes. He goes to her town. Super creepy. Dude. You don't even know where... Like, you don't... Yeah. No, he knows her. Mind you, this could be a fake person. They don't actually live there. Like, you went to this town... After the person said, basically, like, stay away, now you're in the city that they live in, possibly. He texted her while he was in the taxi that he was on his way. Terrifying. Also, can he stop bothering taxi drivers? Just, they don't care. They don't care about your life story. They're there to take you somewhere, provide a service. He goes to the restaurant. I mean, you could at least order, like, some chips to snack on. No, water only. (laughs) For hours. I'll I'll just have a water for an hour. Do you notice how long it took him to get there? It is like an all-day, all-evening affair. I didn't think it was going to be that long. And then he brought a bag with him. So does he have a hotel reservation somewhere? Or is he expecting to stay with Mahogany? What? Where's I'm sure he's got backup plans. Man? Like, I'll just find a room somewhere to stay in. I guess. But he doesn't seem that like that type of guy to me. Like he'd be, it'd be planned. He would know. He would have a, already have a reservation. Yeah. yeah. He does get a text from her when he's in the taxi. And all it says, San Bartolo is very distant from Lima. That was it. Yep. Okay. Are they going to meet? I think they must. Somewhere. He says while he was waiting for her in the restaurant with his one glass of water, he says, if I were this late, I would at least tell someone. What is this expectation that she's actually going to show up? She never confirmed. Never indicated that she would. Never said, hey, at this time I'll be there. What is he doing? 
I think it's the rose-colored glasses. He's got this fantasy. But the fantasy in his mind keeps being recreated at every step. So first he had the fantasy of meeting her at the airport. So now the fantasy has to shift that, oh, it's going to be a fantasy. And she's going to walk in through the doors of the restaurant and we're going to meet. Yeah. But like, like the, the, the fantasy in his mind it just keeps changing because, oh, well, this didn't happen and this didn't happen. This, but, but he's keeping it alive. I wish he would just realize, well, she hasn't answered one text. Yeah, he's keeping the story alive. The, oh, excuse the me, dream. she did. One text. <laughs> So you don't think they're gonna meet? I don't think so. They haven't shown me any like, any kind of given but me any hope to that they'll actually meet. There's the promo picture though of real mahogany. So how did they get that? Well, even what's his name in previous seasons? Like the other the like Ukrainian or European lady, she was real, but they never met. Uh, Mario, yes, they did. Mario. Who's Mario? The one that went to Mexico to meet That's up. Caesar. Oh, Caesar. I'm sorry. I apologize. <laughs> Damn it. Caesar. I have no idea who Mario, Mario is. Mario, just making up names over here. Yeah, so Caesar, like, they never met, but she was real. Why couldn't this be the same thing? I mean, I guess. But we eventually did see her. She was on the tell-all. Oh, no, no, no. Also, they video chatted. So, no. Way oh. ahead. Didn't oh. they? He's never chatted with her. She sent, like, a fake video. No, no, no. Mario. <laughs> oh, well, okay. And even David met Lana. Yeah, that's true. I'm just saying there's a promo shot of Mahogany. They get that somehow. They must have met. I have no, I have no idea when it's happening. Is it the last episode? Who knows? That would be absolute trash if that's all you got. <laughs> On the last episode, they say hi to each other. And he's like, eh, you don't like the What if she waves to him at the airport? Brutal. <laughs> it turns out to be one of those documentaries where she's always, she's always been in the scenes. That's so creepy. <laughs> you know what would have been great? Oh, my God. <laughs> what if she was the waitress? With the mask on. Wow. <laughs> so good. Yeah, come to this restaurant. And then she no, never shows no. up. No, well, the they're completely... Well, the taxi driver said took him to the restaurant. But I'm just saying, what if... Yeah. yeah this no, mine's more creepy. She's always in the background scenes. She's right in front of his face. She works for the production crew. <laughs> <laughs> She's the intern in Peru. She's the translator. <coughs> she wanted to be on the show. <laughs> <laughs> she purposely catfished someone... Yep. Had an internship at TLC. Was like, Long game. Show with me? <laughs> Memphis and Hamza. Hamza and his mom are shopping for wedding attire and everything looked so beautiful. Hamza opens up to his mom about his worries about Memphis's attitude and reaction to minor issues. He says that she exaggerates the problems. Understandably so, mom does have reservations about Memphis. Do you think they're warranted? I think it's just it's more like a cultural thing for her of how she grew up and sort of the standards they live by, especially with doing the he brings up the prenup situation. And I think that is where the reservations come from, from the mom mainly. I mean, she doesn't know much about Memphis at all. But I would have reservations as well if I said, hey, don't fuck in my house. And you do anyway. And then I find you guys in bed. True. True. I just think not only that was an immediate like, that just ruined anything that you were yeah, trying like, to portray. Why, why would I trust you if you just disobeyed Like, I rules. specifically told you this, you. Mm-hmm. Not only my son, but you as well. Mm-hmm. And you didn't give a shit. And then there's all these examples of you kind of, like, yelling and freaking out. I do find that, for some reason in my head, the whole age thing is really not that big of a deal. I don't think it is either, but if it's lie years. after it lie, two, then sure. It was two years. It's not, like, ten. No. I mean, does yeah. she consider like twenty six year old babies, and you're like a mature adult at twenty eight? Yeah, that was my, you know, I set my dating app to twenty eight for a reason. I mean, that's probably how she feels. But if you fell in love with this man, isn't it still the same man? I'm right. pe- playing devil's advocate. Here. Yeah, yeah. Then the prenup is brought up. Hamza's mom asks Hamza, "Does she not trust you? Why does she want you to sign the paper? Do you think the prenup is a big deal?" You know, in modern society, probably not. Probably not. I think the mom's take on it is, well, you're. this is for life. You're not getting a divorce, so why does it matter? Right. Whereas, I mean, I, that, I think that's, that's the conversation that always comes up when you bring up a prenup. Mm-hmm. Like, if we're supposed to be married till death, why do we need a prenup? But, but then the it's insurance like, well, is nice. It's like, well, I also have to protect myself yeah. in case anything happens. I mean, I don't know. Maybe in the future you'll cheat on me. Like, who knows? But here's the thing. You could also throw that back at the person. Yeah, it's supposed to be for life. So why are you making this a big deal? Just sign the paperwork. 
Yeah, it's, it is weird. So it depends on how you look at it and how you're trying to sell it. I do find it fascinating that in almost every situation, someone is always hiding something. Yeah. It's pretty interesting to get, be in that world, which means, you know, for those folks going out there dating, man, it's like there's always something someone doesn't want to mention. Well, I mean, it's also a big scale. Is it something horrible that you've done or is it just a small personality flaw i don't know how to explain it but basically i feel like there's a scale like everyone is hiding something yeah. is it just is it you I don't is it i stole lotion from a walgreens or is like, it I'm i cheated more, on my partners i'm messier than i let lead on yeah i my, tell my, people i have in, a job and i my don't instagram filters look really hot but have you seen my bathroom it's like really fucked up <laughs> that kind of thing yeah so I, it's a scale memphis calls her sister and wants to talk about the trust issues she sees now even her sister does not want to hear about her diarrhea. No one wants yeah. to, and she wants to tell everyone. I don't. I don't get what that's Just all about. Keep that. Keep that inside. Yeah. Little voice inside. She can't keep it inside. It's all coming out. Like diarrhea. Oh no. Hey, good thing on Hamza that more lies haven't come up. Like you know, one lie came up. Yeah. Or so far, and everything else has seemed to be pretty normal. I feel. Everything seems oh. pretty big, be pretty normal, but Memphis is bringing up things that she is almost like blaming him for now. So, for example, she tells her sister that Hamza isn't working, but she knew that before she went there. Yeah, but now why it's is an, that now an it's, issue? Now it's an issue. So, actually, something I want to talk about: Hamza's mom mentions, you know, you're young, you're attractive, you're not lacking of anything. Mm-hmm. Is this really the woman you want to spend the rest of your life with? And I'm thinking. What is his play? Because he seems like a attractive young man. Normal dude. Why? How has he not found someone in his country? That is very surprising to me. That he's already not married off. Yeah, he seems to be. Like, he's got all the, well, I don't know. I mean, maybe besides having a job, but like, he's got <laughs> the traits that he could be like a good husband. I'm surprised he hasn't found and someone. And I don't get the... I don't think he's ever said anything about wanting to come to the U.S. Other than he did say he does want to take care of his mom and his family. But he, I don't think he explicitly said, life's going to be so much better in the U.S. or anything like that. Memphis' sister and her are talking and she mentions that I haven't told him about staying over at my ex's. And in previous times, I think when we've heard this, it always sounded like it was just one night. Like I stayed at his, you know, I needed... Comfort or Comfort, something. Comfort, I think it was. You know? It, it kind of made it sound like it was one night. And, and the sister was straight up like, no, you have got to tell him. Yeah. Like, if you want him to be up front, nights. you need to be up front. Yep. And then we find out it's like multiple nights. Yeah. Like, like a whole weekend or something. It could be a whole weekend. It could be a whole week for all yeah. we know. And then I'm thinking, why are you spending multiple, let's just call it three days. Like, why are you spending three nights consecutively at your ex's house? But there's no intimacy. Allegedly. Allegedly. Like, also, are both of your kids there with you? Where are your kids? Is, is this some kind of like your kids want to see mommy and daddy like together and hanging out? So she's like, well, I'll just I'll just go to your house and sleep over. Well, that's not the incident she described. She said, I went there for comfort. And I'm like, well, where are your kids? That's what I'm saying. Also, is it appropriate to feed them that if you're not getting back together? Right. It's the, it's the mixed messages thing. Yes. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's way more to the story and she's just sticking to the comfort thing. But what does that mean and what does that look like? Are you guys hanging out? Are you Netflixing and chilling? She did say they were best friends and just because you're not together doesn't mean you're not friends and it kind of does. But then you were wondering like, why aren't you still together then? Yeah. You're still really good friends. You have a kid together. Those all point to you have a good relationship. Why aren't you you still together? That's Question, did he want the divorce and then she still loves him? She saw a window and she took it. Could be. And then it didn't end up being anything in the end. Well, a very I'm, involved weekend. I mean, I'm pretty sure we both think they got it in. But. I think so. Comfort's real tricky as an adult and trying to find uh, comfort in an ex is usually not, we're just going to hang out together. Yeah. Hums is working out on the rooftop of his building and Memphis comes up to join him. She wants to tell him about the comfort incident. He interrupts hers and says that he feels like essentially that they're rushing into marriage. And she's pissed. And mind you, she, she was coming with the thought of we're getting married in a week. Yep. But I need, yeah, but she needs to clear her conscience. And nope. I actually didn't mind him beating her to the punch. No, I think that's what he wanted. He was just like, I don't even care what you have to say. I don't basically don't want to do this right now. Not on this trip. Uh, 
Gino and Jasmine. Genuinely thought we were going to witness an attempted murder. I thought, I was actually surprised, well, not surprised, but it was interesting that they kept, I mean, I guess they had to, the moment when production interjected. They had to. They had you to, there's no, there's no, there's no time to cut. It's no. Like, it's just so fast. She took the swipe and they had to, they knew they had to get her out of there. So, Gene, a lot was revealed about Gino in this moment. And the reason why I wasn't so shocked is because I already been spoiled. I'm on the subreddit. Right. After everything we find out in this episode, I can see why she was always so bothered about him talking about his ex. Because he was obsessed. He is. Yeah. Is, I guess. Yeah, I guess we use present term. Currently. It's really strange. I think in some way... Like, Gino doesn't have much friends. No. For all we know, he, this is might be one of the only people he talks to. But... The in, way, whatever, in whatever way. But even in the way, it's not appropriate. Like, I don't even think it's fair to call her a friend because you're not sending nudes of your current girlfriend to your friend to make your friend jealous. Right. Who it's more than that. I mean, he be. wants more than that from this person, is what I mean. So we start their segment picking up exactly where we left off. We're at the table during the day. It looks like they're just going to sit down for a drink. Jasmine sees the screenshots and the photos that were sent to her by Gino's ex. Gino finally admits that, yes, he was trying to rub it in her face how hot his current girlfriend is. And Jasmine walks away sobbing. Then there's one point. Why would you do that? This is an ex. Why are you still talking to her? Why would you care about making her jealous? Exactly. If it was nothing. You gotta move on. At this point... Gino's ex is sending Jasmine screenshots, not only of the pictures, but of their conversations and even conversations years ago. This ex also is weird. The fact that she's holding on to messages from years ago, for some reason. Why can you find them so fast? And from her ex, not like someone she's currently like with or whatever. This is, should be in the past. For some reason, she said, I need to keep these messages. I don't know. That's a bit. I don't know. Were they emails so you can like search for them super fast? Mm, Maybe. I don't know. At this point, we find out that the messages are making fun of Jasmine as well. He even points out how she blows up, how her attitude is, and that she's napping next to him right now. So he was currently conversating with her while he was on this trip. So when she's saying, let me check your phone that first night, that could have gotten real awkward. Yeah. Yeah. Why is your ex texting you? Yeah. You know, I gave her a lot of shit, but I mean, now. (laughs) Uh, Then then if if she were to read those messages that night, wow, that would have been crazy. That would have been wild. It would have been a lot better because then she could have just gone home and not been stuck on a damn island with this guy. In some cases, Gino, it's it's like the perfect look of seeing someone that is caught and they they have no way to escape. Not only that, he never apologized really. He did like a half-ass like, oh, I'm sorry, when she walks in like to the yeah, but to the room, but it's... What you need for a situation like that, if you really cared about the person, well, in the first place, you're not even doing this, but the apologies never even amounted to anything. No, no, no. I mean, again, like these are very private photos you're sending to someone, and you usually send them when you sort of build a certain trust with someone. The fact that they sent them to an ex of all people. Yeah. It wasn't like a homeboy and they're like, my God, my girlfriend is so hot. No, no, none of that's cool. But No, definitely not. No, none of that's cool. But your your ex, and this is just an ex, not an ex-wife, right? Just yeah, ex, just an ex. Just an ex. The, the amount of trust that was just broken and the amount of pain. And Jasmine, man, the way that she puts it out, I can see why, you yeah. know? You know, it's kind of valid. Okay, she's screaming to the point that her lungs hurt her throat hurts it was it was a lot of some raw emotion uh, it was they actually captured this and as pretty, finally as, something they captured as well as they could as far as her going to the bar getting a whole bottle of so wine so i want to talk about that so she stormed off from that moment he went back to the hotel room she eventually goes back but not before saying i want to cause as much pain as he caused me she came back to the hotel room and starts immediately screaming at him. I can't believe this level of stupidity. The only funny part in all of their segments was when she chucked the electric toothbrush out the door. <laughs> oh, I was going to say the sheer amount of clothing that had to be packed. Like, it felt like she was in there forever just packing yeah. so much clothing. Yep. There was... I. How did they fit that much clothing? Did they buy that while they were there? I don't know. 
But it's you're just on an island for maybe like a day or two. A weekend? Yeah, it was a lot of clothes. <laughs> At this point, we also find out that Gino essentially really likes sugar babies. He pays for sex. He pays for dates. He pays for companionship, for well, communication. Did we get a confirmation on the sex thing? It was the whole companionship and... Yes, from my subreddits. Yes. Okay. <laughs> just letting yeah, you know. Gotcha. Okay. So... Was this person his ex a girlfriend or was it a client of hers? I don't think so. You think this was a real girlfriend? Yeah. No. What? Yeah. No. Some real person out there would be like, can you stop fucking texting me? Like, just block his ass. You would not have years old messages. No, that's why I think they're emails. Oh, interesting. Because you're just, I don't throw out emails. Sure. That's what I'm confused by. So they keep saying ex, but it's not. Like, his true love ex. I just think it was a sugar baby he was obsessed with. Oh, I think it was probably an ex. Jasmine goes to the bar, orders a glass of wine, and takes the whole bottle to the beach. It's now nighttime. She is still in her swimsuit, and she has switched from wine to cocktails. She calls her friend for support, and that basically just pisses her off all over again, just having to explain any bit of what happened. I couldn't tell if this is going to be set up to... She wants permission to go in there and raise some hell from her friend. <laughs> I think it was. Like, and her friend was like, oh, how disrespectful. And she's like, yeah, the fuck it is. Let's go. <laughs> she's like, wait, wait, wait. You know, calm she down. She literally needed her friend to agree with her. And she ran with it. We see her stomping, speed walking down to Gino's hotel room, barefoot, in her bathing suit. And I thought for sure. I said the crew is about to witness a murder. That was it. She enters the hotel room and just starts screaming. Boom. The hat is stolen right off of Gino's head. My boy needs to shave. Okay. He got comfortable. He was on vacation. He let well, it slip for a couple well, days. When we saw them go through the security. Yeah, he was, was fine. Was sh- his hair yeah. shaved. But, okay. He only wears a stupid hat that way to, like, cover up the hair. Like, he, he, ha- he literally has to angle it back. So far back, yeah. I'm like, dude, just like... And he can only wear a certain style of hats, if you notice, because it has to like, it has to angle but that way. I think when, when she smacked the hat off, it's almost like everyone's been wanting to, like, just, just snatch it themselves <laughs> and reveal it, because he's so, like, no. There's nothing wrong no. with his head. Like he just, literally has to shave his head. That's it. It's just a normal head, man. Normal like, head. Ain't crazy. There's no deformity. There's no cone. (laughs) That was my theory. There's a cone. (laughs) No, just just normal. Yep. He is trying to do a good job, though, of keeping his cool. I mean, he's been caught. He's like, you know, it's it's his fault. But he's like, at least he's not getting, like, super aggressive or anything like that. Can we talk about how fast he knew where his backup hat was? (laughs) But, but, he even did it. He did it so cool, calm, and collected. He was like, boom, grab bag. (laughs) Unzip. He unzip real slow. Unzip real slow. Pop it out. Boom. Honestly, Did you for a second not think he had a backup hat? No. I knew. I was like, I'm waiting for the backup hat. Like, I know he's got more hats. Not only that, but boom, boom. That pissed me off more. We're <laughs> in that. Take that hat off too. How many hats do you think this man brought? A like lot. Four, like four. Yeah. Three or four. Backup to the backup. <laughs> And then the screaming takes a whole nother level. I mean, top of her lungs screaming at this man. And then fucking speak. Speak! I was like, oh my god. You know, a little part of me when I'm watching this, I was like, I can't tell if she's auditioning for like a telenovela. I think she's this intense. I don't think so. Or she is, it was very powerful, like. Wow. Like, like I'm emotion. scared of her and I'm sitting in my home very emotion. far away from like her. If somebody spoke to me like that, I'd be like, oh my God, can you calm down? Like, I cannot take this. <laughs> Don't tell anyone to calm down that he's talking to you that way. <laughs> Just letting anyone know out can there. Can you calm down? <laughs> Especially a woman. Like a Gino. Do not. Imagine Gino oh, saying that. <laughs> oh my God. No amount of men would hold her back. She's getting right to him. Between screams, she grabs her phone and said that she's publishing his small dick. And Gino's like, oh, I don't agree, but do what you gotta do. She goes, there's nothing to brag about. My pictures were hot. There's nothing here. Oh, for the jugular. <laughs> Savage. Jasmine then gets on the bed and goes to smack Gino, and then that's where producers yeah, finally step production's in. Production's gotta be like, nah, we can't let this keep going. It was terrifying. This was... This might have been one of the most intense fights we've ever seen on a 90-day franchise. Oh, yeah. Even the family Chantel one I thought was a joke. 
But that again, la- and shit. <laughs> this person tried. I will die on face. this hill. He- I will die on this hill. River started that fight. Mm. Do you think so? Sideshow Bob. Yeah. Yeah. He cut his hair recently. Yeah. Still does the fucking eye thing. Like what, you're. The, I'm dreamy eye thing. The I'm a fuck eye. boy eye. I'm, I'm yeah. Kinda, I'm kind of taking a nap. Eyes. <laughs> I just woke up. Eyes. I just can't get over that Gino never really apologized through all of this. He tried to have like comebacks. But never really apologize. What do you do? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that would piss me off too. Oh my god, do that and tell me to stay calm. I'm losing it. So that was wild. Damn, I don't even know but what to here's, make of here's it. The, here's the bad thing. Again, the only funny part was the toothbrush. <laughs> do, they, do they go back in the same place? <laughs> no, definitely not. Because you saw her leave. Oh my god. No one was next to her. I guess she better it. like. I guess Gina just uh, comes back home after that. I think they're still together. That's my theory. Oh my god. That's not based off of much, because well, I think he might post about her on Instagram, but she doesn't post about him, so maybe that's more telling. Okay. Wild. Now he's messaging her about his current babe. Like, look how hot. Oh my it's just a cycle. <laughs> it's a, it's a Each relationship circle. ends that way. Do you think she really loves Gino? No. Oh, okay. So no. when she says, I loved him. No. No. Ah, oh, Gino's such an asshole. Were we all like it's kind like, of it's rooting like for what him? You say like it's all transactional thing. Yeah, it's completely transactional. She wants the money, and he wants a hot girlfriend. Yeah. Yep. But still, man, that fucking sucks. You really did trust someone with those photos. Yeah, that's true. That is true. And Gino seems so innocent, and we all want to believe it. But look at that. On the next time on, we see Kim telling Usman that if she leaves and they are not in a relationship, that she is done. Is a relationship for her him saying you are now my girlfriend or we had sex? Well, that's where it gets tricky because she wanted to have sex so bad because she considered that the start of their relationship. Sex does not equal relationships. So I think I think they both have different views of what a relationship is. Caleb introduces his friend to his parents, but I want to be done with them already. So hopefully we are not seeing this. Yeah, I thought the whole thing was that they were going to edit them out. So we'll see what happens. That was that. the thing. So I don't know why we're still doing even next time on. They can't edit everything that fast. <laughs> well, get to it. You'd charge me $5 a month. Make it happen. Yeah. We see Mike telling his dad and grandfather that Jimena asked Mike to pay for a breast surgery. Oh, no. And then Mike goes back to Columbia. Can you see me waving the flags? <laughs> the red flags? Mm-hmm. Oh, shout out to his dad, though. It was immediately like, that shit got to stop. Yep. To, of all the things that could help your family, you're like, I need to get my boobs done. Yeah. Girl, wait for that ring at least, like the wedding. Wait for wait for it to be legal and then be like, I would like bigger boobs. She also starts pulling back at this point and it sounds like she kind of doesn't talk to Mike as much, which is weird. Red flag. Or more details. Did she say, I want bigger boobs? Mike wasn't immediately saying yes. She was like, like, I'm going to distance myself. Maybe. Maybe I that found, was the conversation. I found another man. He's got money. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Oh, you notice when he goes back to Columbia, she doesn't meet him at the airport this time. So they're fighting. Yeah. And he just has to go to the house and he's like, I'm here. She's like, oh, there's actually a guy in here. Oh, don't don't Whoops. say that. Man, I was really rooting for them, too. I thought, man, they had a really bad edit at the at start because they and made it seem like everyone this, was so cold. This is where he actually like has that runaway scene. Yeah, 100%. It's going to be on this trip. What do you think she's going to say to him? Well, weren't they talking about the prenup? And she said, I'm not signing. And then he like ran away. Well, there's probably more to that. Too. I'm sure, but I thought yeah, that was yeah, like yeah. the TLDR of it. It's like, sign this prenup. No. Oh, away. <laughs> That's what I picture. Or if you're like, no, I've met someone else. Ah, throws it back at him. Yeah. Ah, okay. Hmm. Ella tells Johnny if he doesn't go to Dubai, then she is going to start seeing other men. Johnny is worried and scared that she will leave him. She got to stop playing. Yeah. She acting like she about to just find a dude, just snap of the finger. Wasn't that the whole issue? We couldn't find a man at the snap of a finger. There's no one in I Idaho. Mean, you had to expand to China, girl. Well, they have to be Asian. They have to be all these things that are super stereotypical and awful. She's not just like looking for any love. Mm. I don't know. I'm really over Ella. She's wow. She's problematic for me. Well, I thought she was going to Dubai. Their parents scared off of that. What was up with that thing? I just, well, I think she's down. I just don't think Johnny's down to go to uh, Dubai. Yeah. He's probably just not down to travel. Yeah. We see Jasmine leaving the island. Then we see Memphis tell Hamza that she stayed at her ex's house, which he was pissed about. So next episode will also be messy. Oh, yeah. I don't, nothing's going to beat this one, though. Oh, there's no way. No. 
Unless they're about to start wrapping stuff up. I mean, I don't know where you go from here. I mean, no. Gino could maybe meet up with her and try to do a real apology. Oh, my God. What if she is like, yes, you can meet me. Let's go to this restaurant. She's like, I'll forgive you if you marry me and give me $5,000 cash. Oh, God. She got a vacation out of the last argument. What is she going to ask for this time? Straight cash, another vacation, an instant marriage. Like, where where are we going? What's the next ask? Because you know that's what it's going to be. If there's any type of forgiveness, well, it's going to be transactional. We'll, we'll see. It'll be it'll be telling. I hope for both of their sakes they're just done with each other. It'll, but it's, it'll be they're very, not going to be that healthy. It'll be very telling what happens after. Should we move on? Yeah. Sister Wives, Season 16, Episode 12, One-on-One, Part 2. Much better than part one, in my opinion. We didn't have a ton of throwbacks to like season 14 or 15, whatever it was. So I think it was a lot better. We talked about things this season. That's what made it better. Cody had a disgusting laugh early on when Christine was basically questioning the nanny and why she gets to be around the family, but not her kids. And he just had this asshole laugh. It just... It just instantly put a bad taste in my mouth. It's interesting that you can laugh at something where it really impacted your family a lot yep so much your family apart yeah you're being torn apart but you're just laughing at her comment which is actually completely valid yeah completely the host asks why the rules weren't out sooner robin replies with she was wondering the same thing it's total bullshit what are you talking about yeah you wanted this too the family has asked during the whole pandemic why can't we get together like what do we have to do to what is the what is the nanny doing that we're not doing why did it take at the six month mark for you to let them know. Yeah. And she's still maintaining these are Cody's rules. So Cody didn't provide them for six months and you're cool with that. But then you you, you mentioned that Cody said Mary could come over. She's doing all the yep. protocols. And, and then Robin said, no, the optics would look bad or yep. something. And we should not change the protocol. But it's not her rules. And she has no saying in Cody's doing this completely on his own. But there's literal footage of you saying no to getting together. Mm-hmm. trash robin and cody are just trash they made themselves look like clowns yeah there are some things said during like, this part too that they're pretty evident into the inner trouble within the family with different between different parties and a lot of com- and we'll get into a lot of comments where you can dig into what they are saying yeah. there's I mean, not like conspiracy theories, but like there's a, there's like a, a clear message sent through what they're saying. Mostly on Robin's part. I didn't see as much backhanded stuff from anyone else. Well, Cody, of course, but the other wives is what I mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you notice that Robin always talks shit about the older kids? Yep. Why? You're I, a I grown felt, ass I, I do find woman. It, I do find it interesting that she is easily willing to throw different folks in the family under the bus versus being more of like a united front yeah and mind you that could kind of be coming from cody because he's kind of saying like well you know fuck my other boys are you know not yeah you know following my rule well then robin could say well her you know the older boys you know they're not really you know it's it sort of could be sort of this whole mirror effect from cody but i do it i don't You're think the other why i don't think the other wives do that no i don't think they do that no they sure should ever throw her older fucking kids under the bus I wish they would. Anyway. At one point, Robin says, you've seen how the kids have been, at least Janelle's kids, as in not following the protocols. And the fact that you had the balls to say that. And you're wondering why you and Janelle can't be friends? You wonder why no one likes you? You wonder why the kids don't want to hang out with you? I think you answered your own question here. Christine said that she was only seeing Cody for a couple hours a week. Basically, he would stop by for a meal and that was it. It is interesting how they present their stories differently. Like Cody uh, mentions that his sons were saying that you haven't been around for like the past nine months. But in Cody's eyes, he says, I've been around. But what does that mean? Because when Christine breaks it down, she says, yeah, you come over here in the evening. You spend a couple hours with us. And then obviously you go to bed and mm-hmm. then you leave in the morning. Yeah. So what is I'm always around Cody, that's mean? a week to Cody. What, yeah, you came At least over, two days. You came over for the evening and then you left. You went First back to Robbins. That's not you being over all the time. That's two to seven days for him. Yeah, that's ridiculous. She has a super good point. Why not take the kids somewhere out where they can be surrounded by love for an extended period of time instead of these tiny segments? Which is like the family in Utah. 
Why would I not take my kids to go hang out with their older sibling for a weekend mm-hmm. of hours and hours of spending time with someone yep. and the, having those bonds versus like four hours with you in an evening? Yeah. Like once a week. Cody says that he had two houses that weren't following the rules, whereas even the adult children in Robin's house were able to maintain those rules and the kids complied and the nanny complied. I hate when they when he mentions this because he's talking about uh, Gabe and Garrison. They have jobs. Yeah. They are trying to support themselves. And, and frankly, we find out they've moved out by now. Yeah. They want a future without you, without relying on you. Without relying on their parents. It's not their fault that that is their goals. Yeah. And then Robin's kids just don't work. Yeah. I think they go to school, but they don't work. No. So for them to follow these rules is a lot easier because they just hang out at the house. Because you support them. You yeah, want to kick it's, it's, all your your kids out at 18. But as long as they're Robin's kids, that's all right. They can chill. Because they're following COVID rules? That, I mean, by your standards, that shouldn't even matter. No, it, it just bugged me when they he calls it out like it was. it's so easy for them to follow the rules. I'm like, yeah, it's easy because they don't have jobs. They don't do anything. They don't do anything. Now, I give a lot of shit to Cody's protocols. Let me explain that I'm pro-mask, pro-vaccine, pro-precautions. you know, precautions. I'm giving him so much shit for his because he, instead of finding a compromise or things that worked for many families, he decided it's my way or no way, figure it out. And so I blame him for tearing his family apart. I hate that he says the nanny complied when the nanny absolutely didn't comply. You wouldn't have gotten COVID if you weren't visiting people, if you weren't, if you were changing your clothes every time you entered the house, if you were doing all the things that you were doing at Cody and Robin's house at your own house, you wouldn't have got it. But they still trust their nanny more than they trust the other sister wives. You do notice that something I find interesting is that the wives never throw Robin under the bus for having a nanny. No. You know, they never, at least publicly, they don't air that out. No. Or, and they always mention how Christine was raising like seven kids. Yeah. Essentially on her own. Mm-hmm. And Robin's got like two kids that are older than like five or six. And she has adult children around her that could assist. But yes. they don't. they don't throw her under the bus for that. No. And hey, own private issues, private health stuff, no problem. The only reason I give her a shit about it is because she's so mean to everyone else. Also, I talked about this a little bit prior. Christine was really insulted when Robin decided to hire her niece as a nanny instead of having the other sister wives help with her children. There's like a lack of trust there. And this is way back in Vegas. That was immediately. Yeah. So why... Robin wants to blame everyone else for the relationships not forming, but... She has a huge part in that. She didn't integrate herself. Yeah, she may have done what Cody said where she sit her kids down and told them how it's going to be and they have to respect these people. Okay, but then she just sheltered her kids away from everybody. She didn't allow the other wives to help take care of the children. Well, he he makes it seem like the other wives should have done that with their families, but it's a, yeah. to, it's a different situation, Cody. Like, they were born into this family. Yeah. They didn't need this whole... This is your dad. You will respect him. Like that comes with the territory yeah. of obviously, you know, you're doing the actions of a father figure and that whole family mindset. Like you kind of get that respect or like that. Don't want to say like earn, but yeah. you know that respect is a the father figure comes with those actions. Oh, not to him. He doesn't earn their respect. He demands their respect. Cody says the relationship with Gabe and Garrison is one where they would need a lot of work. They aren't speaking. And other than quick check-ins, they have nothing to do with each other. Uh, frankly, they were only mentioned because they were, I mean, they're one of the few kids that are even on the show. Yeah. I would bet if they asked that question about other kids, it's the exact same answer. Yeah. Get Gwen or Isabel in here. It's going to be the same answer. They don't have respect for their father. They're like, the only ones that are voicing it. Like, yeah, exactly. They're the only ones voicing it publicly on the show. Most other, Most of the other kids either aren't on the show so they can't really voice it publicly in that way that they did yeah but i think it would be the exact same thing for a lot of his a lot of his children and actually janelle even mentions that cody has serious issues with the older kids yeah with several of them several of the older kids and in, in my mind that translated to pretty much any older kid that's not robin's kid he has an issue with yep 100 percent. that's exactly how i took it Janelle does admit that the boys did lie a couple of times about not following the rules. 
we can kind of say, okay, this is justification for Cody not believing them. But at the same time, why don't we hold that same energy for the nanny? She clearly didn't follow the rules either. She got COVID. She brought it into your home. But that's no big deal. Mm-hmm. We find out that Gabe and Garrison have since moved out of Janelle's house. And so I really wish this was a follow-up question. But is Janelle's house back in the rotation then? The whole issue of him not spending so much time with Janelle was that her boys have a, a social life. One has a girlfriend. They're going in and out. So, you know, it wasn't that safe in his eyes. Well, now that they moved out, Janelle just has her young daughter who, from her own account, she doesn't have a social life. So she's just like hanging out at home <laughs> with her mom. Yeah. But, okay, so the uh, the perfect follow-up was, well, now that your two older sons have moved out, has Cody now come around more since, you know, you're you're essentially, like, that's been removed, the whole, you know, uh, ex- possible exposure of COVID. Yeah. And I would have loved to have heard her answer because she would say, no, he doesn't come around more. Exactly. That's what I want to know, and I want her to say it. I want her to confirm what we all know. Again, it's it's not these other things. There's He's saying all these things of, you know, maybe why he's not close to these these um, wives, Okay, well, let's remove the sons. They they've moved away now. Yeah, you gonna come over more now? No, it's, hell no. It's not that he's just not that into you. Cody says that they bought so much acreage on Coyote Pass in the hopes that the older kids would be coming back. That also goes against everything he just spewed about kids needing to be eighteen out of the house and on their own. What is the plan there? So you want is, to is the kid- plan for them to come and visit, come and live? I feel like you mean live. You don't buy acreage for people visiting. And also your plan right now is only to build apparently four houses. Like how are you housing all of these Are you people? making small houses for all the older kids and they're just going to live there forever? Are you building like four mini mansions where they can house a lot of people? I mean some of these kids might have partners. Why would and they And what why, about when why, they have kids? Why are they coming back? Well, also, uh they need to earn an income. What are they doing in Flagstaff? There's nothing for them there. That's what I'm saying. Like, again, this is why Cody and Robin are complete just walking contradictions. They're saying, yeah, I want all the kids to come back. I want relationships with my kid. I want them to be in my life and us, to, them to be around. But when you turn 18, you're nothing. You need to get out on your own. You need to make money. You need to make your own life. Mm. But come back and hang out with me. Live on my land. What does this mean? I feel like maybe they had a dream of Coyote Pass, but... So many kids moved away so fast that didn't really, it almost seemed pointless then to build on the property because there's no one there. And we know they still haven't built a damn thing. They haven't even prepped the land for anything. What is the point of any of this? Yeah, I'm not sure. The host brings up Thanksgiving and we see kind of a flashback of them. I don't know whose backyard this was. When they were in all the chairs and talking about, no, I'm going to go to Utah for Thanksgiving. No, I'm also going to go to Utah. I'm going to get together. Probably Mary's. Maybe, yeah. Probably Mary's. Everyone at this point kind of talks about how they were feeling at that time. Basically, Cody only gave them a 10-day heads up about what the rules were. And they had to figure out, are we going to do this for the next 10 days? Or are we just going to go to Utah like we planned? And I mean, as we know, Christine and Janelle went ahead and went to Utah. Mary, Robin, and Cody got together and... That was it. I do like that they showed the creepy Cody face. Oh, he's so creepy. And Christine was like, I think in that moment, like he's actually like hurt. Yeah. And like, that's just how he can respond to it. He doesn't want to, because he's too strong. Yeah. He cannot show an emotion no. other than anger, aggression. Mary says that she was frustrated by this because everyone was asking for it, but it was too difficult. So they weren't going to do it. I of- hate Mary's simplistic view of this. How so? So these people get the rules 10 days prior and they're just supposed to drop everything when they've been asking for the rules for six months Mm -hmm. and they couldn't provide anything. And then, oh, you did this. So now we're going to, we're going to make compromises at this point. Way too much hurt has already happened. You can't expect them to drop everything in their life to get everyone together, even though no one has even tried to be together. There's never been a compromise on Robin and Cody's side. So why should everyone else have to compromise? I love that in this scene, they also replayed for Cody, Janelle call, telling him to fuck off. Because I know he, he didn't hear it he didn't, that when he, it actually happened. He didn't respond to it, though, which I was kind of bummed about. I know. I wanted him to be like, what did she say? 
Cody Strait says he feels like Janelle and Christine were the biggest jack wagons when it came to COVID protocol. So he calls them jackasses. That's exactly how you should talk about your wives. The mother of your children. I do find it interesting that, you know, we kind of know that Christine doesn't take COVID that seriously. Yeah. But Janelle seems like she does all the normal stuff. Like she had a good balance So I don't don't like how he sort of groups them together like they were just like not following the rules yeah like they were following like the, the the common covid rules that folks are told to do you know six feet apart you know wear a mask all that good stuff but they kind of accepted a lot sooner than cody of like we are a family like you're supposed to like quarantine like with your family like with your close-knit group like this is our close-knit group yeah. like, your group is big but you still need to make it work like you're not being realistic we did find out that Janelle and Christine hated each other in the beginning. That was interesting. We get well, it's weird. They kind of dropped that hate? bomb. Is it hate? They said hate. I guess she thought she was a she thought Janelle a thought Christine was a princess. They did not get along. Maybe you know, initially Christine was all like whimsical or something. So he just rubbed Janelle the wrong way with her rock <laughs> concert self or whatever. <laughs> we'll get back to that later. It, it was kind of like a comment that was said, and then we quickly changed topics. Mm-hmm. The host brings up Janelle's relationship to Cody. He responds with, we are not in sync. We don't partner well. We have a marriage that's lower in attachment. We're friends. More like a committed relationship. Exactly. So it's more of a committed relationship. He couldn't say that he was in love with Janelle. But then he says, if she was being honest with you, she would say the same. And I thought, wait, you just said you guys are out of sync. So how could you even know where she is? How she feels, anything. If you yourself say you're disconnected, you are not So insane. how could you just sort of speak for her and say she would say the same thing? What if Janelle would say, I'm still in love with Cody? Yeah. Yeah, we're in a hard patch, but I love him. And you're, you can't say that. Nope. That speaks volumes. It's sad. He has successfully annihilated three of his wives. He has a tactic. He has Something a complete I tactic down. was interesting, and we got a preview of it before, is that... Janelle would not even entertain the conversation. Will of not intimacy. touch it. She's not like, only intimacy, like but their relationship paused, at all. Basically, paused the house and was like, "We're fine." Like we're, she we're said, fine. "We're fine." About seven times. Uh, we're fine to me means we haven't been intimate in years. But AKA not a- maybe as long as you know, Mary. For all I fucking know, yeah. Like they just haven't been intimate in years. The thing with Janelle is she doesn't have a lot of, she doesn't base a ton on intimacy. You can tell probably touch isn't her love language. She maybe, she, it sounds like she really enjoys the communication or it did at one point with Cody, mm-hmm. but you just saying it's fine. It's fine. We're fine. It's not so, fine. Some part of me, some, you know, folks can probably bring up, but maybe she's just like super private and just I doesn't want to talk about it. But it was very like. We're not talking about. She couldn't this. even. It wasn't even like a dance around the topic. It was stop asking me about our relationship. She didn't talk about the relationship at all. She would, didn't even ask about sex. It was just, how are you and Cody? We're fine. We're fine. It's fine. We have no problem. We find out a term that I didn't know about: the basement wife. I didn't either. I actually never heard about this term. She said she became the basement wife. In their religion, there tends to be this a queen Christine. wife and then a basement wife. This being Christine. Or wise, I should say. She was probably feeling that Robin got the queen wife thing real quick. Yeah, I read between those lines. <laughs> mm-hmm. She didn't say anything to anyone about it because she didn't want to cause contention. She put everyone first, and when she asked for help from Cody, he said, family comes first. Janelle said something that kind of bummed me out. She said, she said that Christine is coloring the experience with her perspective now. But if she was kind of the glue and trying to raise all these children and keep mm. everyone happy and keep her mouth shut, it doesn't sound like that's coloring a perspective. That sounds like her telling her experience. Just because she didn't tell you doesn't mean that's not how she experienced these years. Right. Robin said she didn't know she felt that way. And Robin doesn't know anything that's going on, apparently. She never knows. She's always shocked by anything that anyone tells her. Cody does admit that it was a fresh hell with Mary and Janelle and that Christine lightened that burden for 10 years. But you would never give her that credit to her face. So Mary and Janelle didn't like each other? No. It doesn't sound like any wife liked any other wife. Well, I mean, when you (laughs) divorce someone's brother and then marry their husband. Yeah, that's, yeah. It's still so fucking weird to me. Like, that is just so strange. I I can just imagine Mary saying... 
like I am not okay with this. And then Cody just saying like God chose this path. Well, for I us, mean, for us. when Janelle said she hated Christine, Cody was like, I don't care. He didn't care if the wives got along. It was only about the family. Okay, I gave Cody credit just a second ago, and now I want to take it back. Okay. <laughs> Cody says what Christine shrugged off after those 10 years Robin picked up. So are you telling me that Robin is the basement wife now with a million dollar home and you living in her home and she doesn't have to share you with anyone? That's the basement wife to you now? That's where, okay, all right. I'm sure it's weird because Christine mentioned like there's you know a lot of jealousy in, in plural marriage. I mean, it just kind of has to be sharing one man. You know, all kinds of things are going on. But I bet you the fact that Robin showed up and basically became the queen wife is like, she, it probably rubbed her the wrong way. Well, yeah. Absolutely. And in some way, she's using the term basement wife, but essentially it's like your preference number three. I mean, you're, you get no attention, I think. You know, you're, you're, you know, you're not going to put a rating system on your wives, but I I think he does. She's saying basement wife, but really she's like, I'm the lowest preferred wife, like out of all these women. Yep. Robin then doubles down, saying that she's an easy target for the family. And then Cody also says, This is why I can't understand why she's so annoyed that the kids call her. She blames issues on the kids. The kids call her for issues that they believe she's behind. And then she just says, well, I'm an easy target. Don't you, you keep talking about how you try to make relationships work and how everyone just blames you. But when people try to include you in things or bring their problems to you. Basically shut them off. Yeah. You run to Cody and you say, they're being mean to me. Not really the act of someone that wants a family together. Well, even going back to the whole, I'm going to hire my niece to be my babysitter, not my sister wives. Yep. When she said, I want the family. How do you expect me to form this bond with, you won't even trust me with your kids and we're supposed to be sister wives. Robin has the balls to say, anytime a wife in a plural family is controlling the husband to affect other relationships, that's a bad person. So you... Well, I mean, there's been sections. She would never make that mental well, connection. Well, well, there's been there's been times on video where it, this could be like a slide on Co- Cody. Like, you know, Robin will say something and Cody just kind of runs with it. Yep. Robin's tearless cries are driving me insane. Why does she do it so she, much? Anytime she gets asked anything, she has to scrunch her face and dab her eyes on the outer corner. But there's, there's never a tear. At this point, I'm just like, stop doing that. I'm just waiting for a tear to come out. Is it even going to happen? No. She acts like she's, like, catching them all. No. (laughs) Like, that doesn't happen. No. She says that she wants people to see her for who she is. And I think we are. And she doesn't like the response. She says recently she had a conversation with Janelle wanting to fix their relationship. And Janelle basically said she would think about it. Good for her. Brings me joy. That's that's pretty fucking savage. Yeah, fuck it. Why wouldn't Janelle, like... What's the angle there? She's the queen bee. She's in Cody's ear. And... Talking shit about my kids all the time. Why the hell am I going to hang out with you? That is true. There is there is the kid play there. Mind you, the whole Cody hanging out all the time. I, apparently, that doesn't bug Janelle from what we're thinking of. I, I guess, but I'm talking about the kids. Yeah. Like, you're throwing my kids on the bus? Yeah. Robin tries alluding to the fact that she wants a relationship like Janelle and Christine have. And she does mention, like, of course they're close. They raise kids together. But, again, that's another example how we can show... You never let anyone take care of your kids. You didn't let other wives help you take care of your kids. Well, that's that's what I was saying. When when you read into what what is being said, there's actually some type of message. The fact that they asked, like you got uh, Christine and Janelle, you seem to form such a close bond. And she's like, well, yeah, we we were taking care of young children at the time. Yeah. That just sort of you know formed a High close stress. bond. And then <laughs> trauma bond. Then then, <laughs> then you juxtapose that to well robin had young kids to raise and she got a nanny instead of asking her sister wives to help how insulting you purposely joined a polygamous family which revolves around family and you didn't want any of them helping robin says it makes her angry and they need to figure this stuff out their relationships with cody so we basically have a whole segment of robin trashing the other wives and judging their decisions and placing all blame on them and none on Cody. She asks, why can't they compromise? I want to know why she couldn't compromise with her ex-husband. Why couldn't she just figure it out with her ex-husband? Christine hung in there in her marriage where she was mostly unhappy. It sounds like the majority of the time for what, 28, 30-ish years? Mm -hmm. Robin lasted with her husband five years. Do not tell another woman 
I don't even care the years. Don't tell another woman at all. When she said that, it's again like, why do you think people don't like you? You you just question someone because she's saying, okay, you you've been through divorce. Mm -hmm. Um, Yes, they ask. Can you can you explain sort of like the emotion she might be going through at this time? They specifically say. Can you understand what Christine is going through as far as this divorce? And she pretty much doesn't even answer the question. She she talks around it and just says some random shit for a while before saying that she wished she tried harder. Yep. I was like... She said, I wish Christine would have kept trying. I was like, she's fucking been married for over 20 years. Yeah. You were married to your first husband for like... I think they said a, five to a six. A quarter of that, maybe. Yeah. Like, who are you to question someone? And they're, you know what the, the issue is? How dare you divorce the man I chose? That is the thought process there. Probably. Like, he is an amazing man to me. How dare you divorce him? The fact that you can judge another person for leaving a relationship that has nothing to do with you and you were not in and you're not in their shoes and you don't know what it's like. How could you judge someone and say they didn't try? They didn't compromise. They couldn't figure it out. Yeah. Trash. As a divorced woman, too, trash. I don't know. I think that she has to choose Cody's side in this instance because if she says, you know, oh, I feel for her, you know, yada, yada, you're basically proving that Cody did wrong in this relationship and he was the cause of this. Yeah. But she, she would can't, never. She can't do that. No. Robin says, Christine says that they are divorced and technically in my head, they are not. Their union was done by the church officials and they have not granted them a divorce. Who the fuck are you? I don't give a shit if you think I'm divorced or not. Christine says, uh, I don't need some person to tell me that I'm divorced. Yeah. And also, I I just fucking hate Robin in this moment. You have been divorced. So are you going to be in heaven with your ex-husband? Yeah, there's this... Oh my god, there's like... Because divorce is a sin in your relationship. Or excuse me, in your religion. It's just, it's just asinine. Like how, and then Cody at one point says, like, oh, God has a way of figuring oh, out. Oh, I'm getting to that. Don't oh you worry. God. Christine reiterates that she hasn't been a member of that church for a long time, so she doesn't really care about religious sealing. Cody is then asked about their religion and if Christine is always married to him. He cuts off the host and says, nope, she doesn't believe it. Like, she's some sort of traitor. Cody is then asked if Christine would be in the afterlife with him, and he said, well... God has a way of sorting things out. But that's not what your religion said. Your religion says that you will be together in the afterlife. You are sealed together. Mm. Why are you picking and choosing or twisting the words that you have based your entire life on? Now, when it's inconvenient, God will find a way. Cody follows this up with, you don't know the mind of God and God sorts these things out. If you fully believe that, why are you following all these other rules? Why do you think that divorce equals hell? Why can't you just divorce these women that you don't love and you constantly shove that in their face? You annihilate them. You make them feel like shit about themselves. But you don't believe divorce. You can't do that. But God will find a way. Mm-hmm. The fuck does that mean? He's just picking and choosing what he wants to believe in when it favors him. And when it doesn't anymore, it's all right. God will find a way. I think he'll find a way and Christine will be just happy in her next chapter of life. Yes. On the next time on, we see Cody say, hell yes, he is questioning polygamy. We then see his current wife, his friend, and his acquaintance respond to that. You can decide who that is. Cody has shown a video of Christine talking about how done she is, basically. And he says that he's never seen Christine's side of things. Like her side of the story? Yeah, and that's weird. That means you've never talked to her about her problems at all. So you just let them snowball for 20 plus years. He has so many people relying on him. He doesn't have time to, oh, you have an issue. You have an issue. Like, there's so much going on that he just doesn't have the bandwidth to take on all these issues. Which you think the issues with his wives would be the most important. Don't worry. Robin's still being a dick. In the preview, she asks, why is giving up an option when you haven't even tried? I'm so curious what she's responding to in this I'm hoping we're still not on Christine because I'm going to lose my shit. Yeah, I am very curious to see the next episode. Christine talks about her emotions leading up to leaving and how she knew that would affect the whole family. It, it does send a huge wave. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, left, that's it's huge. a big deal. That's I mean, because apparently deal. to Cody, it's super normal to stay in a loveless marriage. He sees a lot of friends do it all the time. Yeah, they're pushing through. Yeah. I mean, that doesn't mean it's healthy. 
No, more that it's they right. Could, they could hate their life. They could be depressed. Sound, especially if you are constantly reminded that oh, this person is in a healthy The other marriage. thing I mentioned while he was saying that, I remember the whole, like, we got to get out of Utah. We got to get out of Utah. Yeah. When he said, like, I've got a lot of friends and they're pushing through these issues. I'm like, yep, in Utah. Yep. You guys went to visit your polygamous friends in Utah. I just, I just found it hilarious that they had to escape Utah. Okay. I can't yeah. take it seriously. Ugh. I really wanted there to be a preview of them talking to the older kids, specifically Gwen and Isabel, but that's not going to happen. I really wanted the kids to be interviewed. Even a couple of them. Give me something. Give me Gabe and Garrison. That would have been great. Well, something like very, very little you ever see of Gwen. It's almost like she just doesn't want to be on the show. I think so, yeah. You never see her on the show. No. She's like in the background sometimes, but that's it. Just I mean, to I mean see... even Isabel, like if she didn't have that back surgery, like yeah, she, she wouldn't she have a storyline. Not, not to be on the show. It was a really frustrating episode to watch. I feel like Ramada and Cody are doing their best gaslighting. They're gonna throw anyone and everyone, children or not, under the bus to try to make them look better. But by doing that, they're really making themselves look like trash. We're ending on not a happy note on this podcast. I'm already just annoyed. No, but I, I'm really excited to see part three. Yeah, man. And then when does season 17 come out? I need uh, it like please. next weekend. The, please, the weekend after please, the Super Bowl. Please have a time jump. Wait. Please have a time jump. Super Bowl, there's no before the 90 days. Is there Sister Wives? I assume not. I don't know. We'll have to look into that. But we'll we'll, we'll talk to you all soon. There will be a uh, Married at First Sight. So we will yes. talk to you soon. Maybe we'll drop something on Valentine's Day or on the Sunday. Okay. I don't know. I'll update social media. I don't know what it would be about at all. We watched Tinder Swindler this weekend recommend maybe we'll talk about that Mm. okay thank you all for listening i hope you have a good week take care of yourself and we'll talk to you soon thank you bye